Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Hippie Witch, magic for a new age. I'm your host, Joanna DeVoe, and this is a happy, hippie place where magic with a K meets the law of attraction. for episode 129 of Hippie Witch, Magic for a New Age. My name is Joanna DeVoe, and I am the hippie, happy, yippie, skippy, fluffy bunny creatrix behind Kick-Ass Witch, putting the K in magic, and Hippie Witch, the show you are listening to right now. I also have a free ebook by that name, Hippie Witch, Peace, Love, and All That Good Shit, and you can pick up a copy of that at www.joannadebo.com or back on the description page for this episode back at Blog Talk Radio. Yay! It feels kind of exciting to be back here talking at you, just me, myself, and I, after doing so many interviews in August <laughs> on the blog, in the videos, and then here last week with the all kinds of kick-ass Lori Cabot. And thank you so much for those of you who sent the show Positive Vibes that day because I don't know if you listened to the episode before that one, but I was testing this hi-fi studio with a couple of friends of mine from the Psycho Spiritual Wheel of the Year. Um, We were testing that out so everything would go perfectly with Lori Cabot. And it went really well, and I was like, cool, I'm going to use this hi-fi studio. And then right after I did, I got a message from Blog Talk saying, we're not doing that anymore. The beta testing for that is over. So I had to go back to calling in with my telephone, and I was a little bit worried about it. So thank you for those of you who kind of like held the show in your magical witchy vibes, because it went off without a hitch, and it was awesome. Maybe the highlight of doing this show so far. I really was excited to get to talk to Lori, and she is so very cool. But today, I want to talk about Pollyanna Joanna. That's me, as fluffy as I want to (laughs) be. Fluffy Bunny, that is something I have been called numerous times since coming out as a witch on the internet. It's often used to describe newcomers, like a mean girl way or I say mean girl but guys do it too um to like I don't even know if it's like a hazing thing that people do with people that are new to Wicca for example I'm not a Wiccan I never have been a Wiccan but you come across a lot of Wiccans (laughs) and when people are new and they're just learning you'll hear this like hurled at them it's typically hurled at me for a different reason and that's just because of my bubbly personality which is my real personality. <laughs> um, Kirby, a, a longtime Internet friend of mine, posted on Facebook today, you're too skinny to be called a fluffy bunny, maybe a wascally wabbit <laughs> um, is what we should call you instead. And I thought that was so funny because that suits me just fine as well because there is something wascally about me embracing the term Fluffy Bunny, when I first started Kick-Ass Switch, I made two Fluffy Bunny t-shirts. One is like an illustration of kind of like a too cool for school, like hipster girl with like a bunny ears, and she's looking so bored and awesome, but then she's wearing a necklace that says Fluffy Bunny. <laughs> and then the other is just text, Fluffy 
bunny, and I meant it in a wascally way. I meant it like a wascally wabbit, like, yeah, I'm fluffy, so I'm awesome. <laughs> and nothing bugs people more than when they call you a fluffy bunny and they mean it in a jerk face kind of way, and you're like, awesome, thank you. <laughs> it's like they feel like they need to elaborate on it. Like, you're just so your head's so far up your ass, you didn't understand that they were insulting you. But it's not really like that. I get where you're coming from, but I'm just going to take it as a compliment, A, because I'm happy to be happy. That doesn't bother me. And B, because I know it bugs the shit out of you. <laughs> my mom's, this might be my mom's fault. She's pretty fluffy. She's. Uh, can you, I mean, huh. I guess that's like the cliche of a good Christian woman, a fluffy Christian. <laughs> but her motto growing up was, kill him with kindness. Um, we heard that a lot. And if we ever dared say that, like, we hate something, even something, not just someone, some anything that we hated when we were little kids, she'd be like, we weren't allowed to say hate. Like, you can't say that. We, we don't hate anything. <laughs> and so we'd say, fine. I dislike it intensely. And my dad was pretty goofy, too. So I grew up in a fluffy household. And it wasn't until, I mean, I was pretty isolated growing up. Every All our friends were from the church. All our social activities were church-centric. My parents were founders of the church I grew up in. My dad was a deacon. My mom was all up in every little activity you can think of that was church-oriented. So I lived in this, like, fluffy bubble for a long, long time. And it wasn't until I got older and had to start interacting with non-Christians that I realized my fluffiness was super annoying to some people and that I was not cool. I was a nerd was a huge nerd, <laughs> and I still am, but that really bothered me when I started realizing it when I was young, like, dude, I don't want to be a nerd, I want to be awesome, so um, I can think of a couple instances in my life that I thought I would share with you here, because I think, I feel like talking about it, how about that, it's good enough for me, <laughs> um, so there's a couple moments from my past that really stand out for me in terms of how I let other people drag me down to their level of whatever, shitty attitudinous, because I wanted to be cool, because I wanted to be popular. I wanted to be in with the popular kids. I wanted to be liked by the meaners. <laughs> There's an Etsy thing. I think it's it's on Etsy. It's probably other places too, but it's like a greeting card, and it says, I like you because you like me, and you don't like very many people. <laughs> I think I spent a lot of time trying to win over the people that don't like very many people and that there was a strange satisfaction in that for me for a while. Um, but there was one girl in particular. I was very, very nerdy. Let me just repeat, like total nerd, called a nerd, called little weirdo in elementary school, and then like – Toward the end of elementary school, I started figuring out, like, fashion and style. I, like, really clung to – we weren't allowed to listen to rock and roll in my house, so I would, like, sneak it in the garage. Or if I got to go to someone else's house, I'd be like, let's listen to rock and roll <laughs> or watch movies that I'm not allowed to watch. And that became very important to me. Um, so toward the end of my elementary school years, I started figuring that out. 
And then in junior high, I was, like, really figuring it out because I was going to be awesome in high school. I was going to be cool. I was going to deny my nerdy smart girl status, and I was going to just be, like, crazy, fun, party girl, but that was, like, super cool. Um, And I need to add in here, because it's important to the story, that I had a best, 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 best friend for eight years, and we were kind of, like, nerdy together. We were the good girls. Um, so flash forward to junior high, I meet I meet a bad girl. I meet a bad girl, and she's gorgeous, and she's cool, and she wears all the right clothes, and she's an amazing dancer, <laughs> and her parents say fuck. That, like, shocked the hell out of me. Her parents, they would, like, swear, and her mom called her a bitch once, and I was like, oh, my God, this whole household is going to hell. Um, but I loved it because it was just, so different from what I was from. So me and this girl started becoming kind of best friends, and the good girl, the nice girl that I was friends with for eight years, we were best, best buddies, started to kind of like be on the outs because she wasn't cool. She wasn't hip. And um, so my freshman year in high school is when I really went for it. I was going to be awesome. I was going to be cool. All the mean girls were going <laughs> to love me and the bad boys. Um, but I still at heart was this nerdy like Pollyanna Joanna and so this new friend my awesome mean girl friend I would really bug her and she would attack me because anytime they wanted to gossip about someone like this group of new new mean girls (laughs) I'd always be like well she never did anything to me or yeah but she has really great hair And I just always find the positive in the person. And this drove her crazy. She hated that about me, and she was very vocal in letting me know that that made me suck and that that made me not cool until I got hip to the fact that I needed to talk shit about other people too and be mean. And I I didn't go over the top with the bullying, but I was definitely mean to this best friend, this nice, nice person that I had been connected to the hip with for eight years. I, I like, lightly bullied her, um, and we weren't friends anymore. We kind of became high school enemies in a way, and so the bully became the bullied. Actually, it's even more of a vicious circle than that. The bullied became the bully, became the bullied, (laughs) which is how I think all bullies are born. They're bullied first, and then they finally are like, ah, if you can't beat them, join them. So, um... It took me years to untangle myself from that. And I really, I just stopped going to school. I started, like, hiding out in the library. The librarian took mercy on me because in becoming one of these party girls, I became super popular and cool. I wore all the right clothes. I was a cheerleader. I was the choreographer of, like, all our awesome, like, award-winning dances. I was a badass. Um, This got me not good attention because like attracts like and the real bullies, the kind that will kick your ass for no reason and break a bottle over your head started coming after me. And the reason was is because they thought that I just needed to be brought down a peg, one girl in particular who scared the shit out of me. <laughs> so I started hiding out in the alley and my teacher, or I mean in the library, and my teacher, one awesome teacher, Mrs. Billingsley, um, you know, was very concerned for me. Um, she tried to get a hold of my parents, but my parents were going through a divorce, so it was really easy to fly under the radar and ditch school and, you know, erase those messages from the voicemail. <laughs> um, 
so let's just make a long story short. Um, I the bullied became the bully became the bullied in a really big way, and that just like turned me off from that whole mean girl uh, click altogether. And I decided that was not the life for me. Um, so. You know, I moved to L.A. eventually when I was 19 years old and went kind of back to being Pollyanna Joanna um, as best as I could. And I think something that I've noticed when you're just really bubbly, when you have a silly, goofy, fun personality, is people mistake you for a simpleton. Like, they think you're stupid or, like, you don't know what is up. So here's another super unflattering thing about me. (laughs) When I was in my late teens and then my very early 20s, I wanted to be an actress. Probably that was like 2.0 version of me trying to be popular and loved. Like, okay, that didn't work out in high school. I'm going to do it on the world stage. (laughs) Um, But I had my IQ tested a couple of times because uh, the second time this acting teacher, who, you know, um, he was a method actor. He was method acting, and he was teaching me method acting, which was very serious and very cool and made me feel super important. Um, he, I think, just wanted to show me that I was smart. And so he drugged me to get my IQ tested, and we found out I was super-duper-duper smart. And so all this time that people have kind of treated me like an idiot or even the time that I didn't mention when I spent playing Airhead to try to get boys, that was such an embarrassing period in my teens. (laughs) Um, I I did something even creepier is that I would, like, work this into conversations with people when I felt like because of my bubbly, goofy personality that they thought I was stupid or, like, a simpleton or just didn't know what was up. I'd just, like, try to casually work my IQ into the conversation, which had the super awful effect of pushing people away. It made them dislike me even more intensely. It was so awkward and creepy, but I did that. I totally did that. This is like air my laundry out day here on Hippie Witch. It took me a long, I think this is normal. I hope this is normal, but it took me many, many years for this pendulum to keep swinging back and forth between like nerdy, cool, nerdy, cool. What is cool? What is nerdy? Ah! You know, and trying to be what other people wanted me to be. Um, It took me a long time. So I have a lot of embarrassing stories like that. Um, But by the time I got around to working at Warner Brothers, um, when I first started working there, I had my own office for a while. And that was super exciting to me because I was on the WB lot. And I went in on the weekend and decorated my office, (laughs) which nobody did. It makes me laugh to remember it now because I didn't understand the climate that I was entering into. I just, like, busted in, like, gangbusters and just sprayed, like, annoying, happy face, bright colors everywhere. And so, you know, there were little signs with positive affirmations on them and just all this crazy, colorful, hippie, witchy kind of stuff. And um, and then... a. After a while, I had to share my office with a girl that had been working her way up the ranks very intensely. She was a sorority girl. She wanted everyone to know, and she was going to make it to the top of Warner Brothers, and she was super obsessed with the job, and she did not like me. (laughs) And one day, I was walking by my boss's office, and I heard her gossiping about me, 
and like what an idiot I am and like can you believe like what every like what she's done to the office and all these like why would anybody even do that like why would they put those signs up and like oh my god she's disgusting <laughs> my boss was like I think some people just have I'm totally paraphrasing here please keep in mind this was years ago but he said something to the effect of you know, some people just have such horrible lives that they have to do stuff like that <laughs> to make themselves happy. And then he looked up and saw that I was standing there, and he got so flustered and so nervous, and he tried to, like, Jenny Garth was on our show at the time. It was What I Like About You with Amanda Bynes and Jenny Garth. And um, so he tried to, like, <laughs> rework the conversation like they were actually talking about Jenny Garth, but... Jenny Garth did not do any of those things. And they were clearly talking about me. And it hurt my feelings. It definitely made me feel embarrassed and bad about myself. But I had evolved at that point. I was in my late 20s at that point. I wasn't in my teens anymore. So while it hurt my feelings, while it sort of made me feel... I don't know, ashamed of my happy, hippie, bubbly personality, it didn't stop me. <laughs> I think that was like the birth of, of this wascally wabbit, as fluffy as I want to be attitude, because I just kept it going, and I was like, in your face, you snotty, mean girl. <laughs> so I had evolved at that point and kind of started to embrace this idea of being fluffy. Um. But then I kind of fell into the trap again. I hope you're staying with me. This is a very me, 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 me episode. I hope I'm demonstrating to you how being what other people want you to be never pays off, ever, and that there's value in being happy. In fact, I'm just going to skip this whole chunk of what I was just going to talk about because I think it's just too much me, 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 and I, I always run out of time on the shows. Um, but in general, let's just say in general – I want to continue the conversation I started this week, last Thursday actually, on the law of attraction. And um, like attracts like, happy attracts happy, fluffy attracts fluffy, and the better you feel, the better you feel. And sometimes people think that opposites attract. Um, But really I think that opposites attract, attracting is, just another way of like attracts like. So someone has something that you are keeping inside that you don't actually show. So if you have a really super friendly facade but you have a lot of anger in your life, you might attract someone that's outwardly angry. Or um, or they just sometimes you each fill a role in each other's lives that you're like working out in the shadow realm. So like an abuser would attract a victim, for example. So I just want to put that out there for those of you who are going to say, like doesn't always attract like, opposites attract too. That is true. But again, if you really look closely at what's going on in that dynamic, it is just another version of like attracts like. And I wanted to throw that out there um, for my friend Alistair who I've been talking to on Facebook because um, he likes the darker stuff. (laughs) But we get along just great. Um, And I don't think we're that different. I think we all just have different set points of, you know, how our happy expresses itself. I remember Goldie Hawn. I mean, does it get more fluffy and happy than Goldie Hawn? 
she was doing a series of interviews, maybe to promote her book, A Lotus Grows in the Mud. I don't remember. It was around that time when her memoir, that memoir came out. And I think she had been working with a doctor or a scientist or a doctor scientist. I don't know. <laughs> um, but they were, did some kind of study where they realized there's like different people have different happiness set points. And some people are just born happier than others. Like they just have this like irrepressible, bubbly spirit. Um, and then some people don't. Um, but I don't think happy has to mean bubbly. It could, for you, it could mean like inwardly content and outwardly silent, a kind of peaceful ease. Like that could be your version of happy. It has, doesn't have to be like, hey, welcome to Hippie Witch. Yours could just be like, hey, <laughs> I'm chilling in my garden. Um, or it could be a super in the flow productivity that from the outside looking in looks like aggressive type A mania when in fact it's just you having fun and doing your thing. Because, yes, some people actually do like their day jobs. <laughs> um, but in the witchy community, fluffy bunny is a real term, as I said at the top of the show. And I really wanted to tie it into this because I think, you know, I named this show Hippie Witch. And it's interesting because it attracts a lot of people that are interested in the law of attraction, and they're like, whoa, you're a witch. But then it'll attract witches, and they're like, ooh, what's all this gross law of attraction shit, <laughs> man? Um, so it's I'm sort of like stuck in the middle, and it's, it's just an interesting dynamic for me to play in because I, I'm both. I'm both, and I'm sticking to it, and you can't make me stop. <laughs> So a lot of people in the witchy community, they have this idea of like, I don't know, I've, I've noticed for myself when I've talked about shadow work, I tend to do that around Samhain. That's the module for the Psycho-Spiritual Wheel of the Year. We do shadow work. So when you stop, start talking about shadow work or this last month where I was talking about the occult, it's like, ooh, all of a sudden you're super deep and hardcore. You're a real witch. <laughs> Um, you know, and there people are all like, dude, I work with animal bones, like real bones, and I do my shadow work, and my website is all black, and it has blood red font on it that looks like it's dripping down the page. I'm so hardcore. <laughs> I'm like, hmm, that's great, but um, where's your light? You you want to say that you can't have the light without the darkness, and that witches are supposed to work with both. But I don't see a whole lot of light coming from your website. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I don't personally equate darkness with a shitty attitude or an obsession with demons. For me, embracing the darkness is about moving through grief or sadness or anger or any feelings like that in a very present way in the spirit of self-love and having compassion for yourself and with the intention of finding your way back to the light. That's what shadow work is about for me, and it's about shining a light on the shadowy parts of your personality so that they can be integrated rather than denied. Um, it's not about denying those feelings. That's not about, you know, that's what I think people think someone that they're calling a fluffy bunny is doing. It's like, oh, she's just putting on an act. That's not really her. I'm sure deep down inside she's really suffering because I'm suffering. <laughs> not true. 
I'm actually happy, and shitty things happen to me all the time. I just choose to be happy. When you deny those feelings, though, when you don't sit with them, process them, shine some light on them, you just push them further into the shadows and keep them close, and then that becomes part of your identity, whether you try to hide it or not. It pops out at the most unexpected time. (laughs) But, um, you know, witches who want to try to have power over other witches, when they try to do that kind of like subtle or not so subtle bullying, when they try to call them names to shame them out of their fluffiness and, you know, all that whatever nonsense that's about, those people will often brag about how powerful they are, how powerful their magic is, how they really know what's up and all these fluffy posers they're annoyingly surrounded by they don't know. They don't know what's up. They're not real witches. But if you look at someone's life like that, or just look at their Facebook stream, for God's sake, just look at their Facebook stream and <laughs> see the drama that they're creating and attracting into their lives, the witch wars they get into, or, or how one week they're painting themselves as a victim, all these awful things are happening to them, and then the next week they're like, I'll kick your ass, never mess with me, don't fuck with this witch. <laughs> You will see. Hmm. They might be badass magicians, but I don't know if I really want what they're manifesting to be coming my way. I don't know if that's the kind of magic that I want to be doing, if that's the kind of shit I want to manifest into my life. I think that kind of witchcraft is more focused on power over and control and denial. And to me, that when someone's really wrapped up in that, Um, I guess I have the same judgment those people have on me. It looks like a facade. They look like they're in a lot of pain and they're not really loving life so much. (laughs) And so they've reached to witchcraft as a way to make themselves feel better. Um, You know, I don't claim to have many hard and fast beliefs about spirituality, but one that I am fully committed to And for me, I don't even experience it as a belief. I experience it as a deep sense of knowing. It's just something I know. And that is that everything we do as human people, everything we do, we do because of the way we think it will make us feel. And the way we want to feel, call it powerful, call it relieved, call it winning, or just plain getting by. (laughs) It's good. We want to feel good. That's why we do the things that we do. We want to feel good. So I guess my message to you today is skip the middleman and start feeling good. Start reaching for the little things in life that feel good, the things that are in your power to choose right now, today. If a certain celebrity or a TV show annoys you, turn the channel. If the news puts you in a fearful state of mind, watch something else. (laughs) If a certain friend feels more like a frenemy than someone who genuinely has your back, don't analyze it. Don't fret. Just go out and make new friends. Those pants that make you feel fat, throw them out. That meal that leaves you feeling bloated and tired afterward, eat something else. It really is that simple. Choose again. And practice makes it even more simple and more fun and then you get a kind of momentum and you start realizing oh my god that crazy hippie witch was right like attracts like the happier i am the happier i get happy people start finding their way into my life happy situations start showing up 
she is not bullshitting me. This is this is real. This has a magical quality to it. And the longer you do it, the more real that starts getting for you, and it's fascinating. You start learning that you can turn things around for yourself, and you don't even have to do a huge ritual where you're calling in the quarters and waving your wand and pointing your athame. You can actually do it just by reaching for something that feels good. And the video I did on Thursday, I hope you watched it. It's about getting into the vortex, but the vortex, as defined by Abraham Hicks, is a good feeling place. It's getting into your happy place. So the Facebook challenge that I started yesterday on Facebook, it's not too late to join. Every Monday in September, I'm posting a new challenge. There will be four, this first one was to list three surefire things that you can do right now today to help you get into the vortex, to help you get into your happy place, the flow, whatever that is for you. And I hope you don't just I hope you don't just list those things for the Facebook challenge. There is a prize for someone who does all the challenges. You'll be entered into a drawing to win a free 60-minute coaching call with a real-life kick-ass switch. That's me. Um, but I hope you actually do those three things that you're listing for the challenge as well. So list the things, but then make sure you do them this week. Three things, three simple things that make you feel good. And then Thursday there will be a new video um, on the blog and on YouTube. I'll be talking about the path of least resistance and continuing this law of attraction, the magic of law of attraction conversation. And until we meet again, I hope you have a beautiful day. Much love. Peace.